Well, good evening and thank you for joining Conversations from St. Olaf's. I'm Simon McFall. Well, good evening and thank you for joining Conversations from St. Olaf's. I'm Simon McFall. Tonight on the podcast, uh, we have our two PACE teachers joining us, uh, Madison Ohashi and Kendall Witt. Kendall, Madison, thanks for joining me. Hi, thank you so much for having us. Thank you so much. Hi, everybody. <laughs> well, it is wonderful to have both of you here at St. Olaf's, and I'm so happy that you've joined me this evening. A lot of people are not really familiar with the PACE program. Kendall, I'll turn it over to you first. Why don't you go ahead and talk a little bit about what the PACE program is? What drew you to it? So the PACE program is pretty awesome. So it's a two-year graduate program for um, students who want to be teachers. What we do is we are in classes for three summers and then for two years at different Catholic schools around the United States um, where we teach for two full years. Um, and so growing up, I think it was back in 2012, my sister Kayla, um, she found the PACE program. And so when she applied, I think I was, I think I was in fifth grade. And so watching her do this program and just watching her experience, I knew when I was out of college that it was a program that I wanted to do. Um, she had the best experience ever. She made the best connections. She loved her school. Um, so when it came time for grad school, I was like, oh, I have to apply to the PACE program. Um, and so when I found out I got in, they called me and they asked if I wanted to teach in Bountiful. And so I couldn't believe it because my sister taught in a school in Utah too in Draper. And so right then when I got that call, I knew God was calling me to join this school um, and be near my sister. And so that's what really drew me to the program. Um, and my experiences right now, it is, I'm just so happy that I chose to do it. I love St. Olaf. I love my students. Um, it brings me so much joy. I feel so supported by, you know, you, Mr. McFall, and my mentor teacher and my supervisor. Um, so I couldn't be happier at, you know, doing the PACE program. It's amazing. Madison, what about you? How, what, how did you find the program? Okay, well, I went to, I, for undergraduate, um, I went to the University of Portland. Um, and so I was already kind of in the University of Portland system. And they did a lot of advertising for the PACE program. And we had like a representative come and talk to us in one of my um, classes. So um I don't know, I just was drawn to it because of what they talked about and their integration with faith, how they share their learning. Um, there's learning and you still get to teach and you get to serve. I just thought, I was like, wow, this is like the perfect package. And so I went to this meeting and then I learned more about it. And then I was like, okay, I'm sold, let's do this. So I applied and I got, um, I got placed in Salt Lake City as well. And I was like, okay, this is awesome. And then I had an interview with you, Mr. McFall. And I was like, okay, like all, everything's lining up. This seems perfect. And just like Kendall was saying, like, it's been an awesome experience. Like I could not imagine being anywhere else. The community, Salt Lake City, which has been very different for me um, from where I'm, what I'm used to, but it's been great. Just like everything, the supervisors, just the students, the community. And so I'm just very grateful. And um, I couldn't imagine doing anything else. Now, we're grateful to have both of you. I am I correct in understanding, you know, part of the program is that you actually also live in a community engaged in Catholic education? 
So that's one of my favorite parts of this program, too. So we live actually with two other girls who are teachers in Draper. And so they're teachers as well. And there's another community, too, in Draper, and there's six teachers. And so we have this amazing community of, you know, first year and second year teachers who are going through the same things that we are. And so when we come home, you know, we're all teachers. We get to talk about our days and we get to share the joys of teaching and even the challenges. And we get to collaborate and just talk about, you know, ways to improve. So it's so nice to go home and have that support system there Um, and it's great too because we do like spirituality night we make dinners together so even though we're so far from home you know our community still makes it feel like a home here we're so lucky to live with two other teachers as well and then even in the summertime um, when we go back to Portland in the summer it's a community of different teachers there's first year second year and even like third year teachers and so we take classes with them all and it's just been just the PACE program and how it provides us with different living opportunities and learning opportunities with many different um, people in the same position as us. So it's been fun living um, with some people who are in the same position and also looking forward to this summer where we'll be doing the same thing as well. You know, nobody really understands how hard your first year of teaching is. It is emotionally exhausting. It is physically exhausting. It's intellectually um, exhausting. It's also greatly rewarding. But, you know, you guys, of course, are our first year teachers in a year when COVID, uh, you're learning to teach and you're teaching for the first time in this new experience while we're dealing with the pandemic. Maybe talk a little bit about what are some of the surprises you've encountered and maybe even what have you what have you really learned this year so far um, about being a first year teacher with boots on the ground during uh, the pandemic? So I think the first week was the hardest week of teaching ever. Um, I would go home just like, oh my goodness, I can't imagine teaching all year wearing masks and being distanced from my student. How am I going to do reading groups? How am I going to teach my subjects I have to teach when we're all so far apart? Um, But something I've learned is it's the students. They have adjusted so well um, and they continue to surprise me every single day. Um, And they truly are the reason why our classroom is working. Um, And they just continue to adjust. um, And they're just like, I've learned how to do small groups with them. And they're just so, they're so willing and eager to learn. So they make the classroom work. Um, And so I think they're just, they're grateful to be here. And so am I. So I think all together, it's, you know, me working with the students and them working with me, we really get our classroom like in a little community, even though we are very mass and social distance. Um, So I think it's been a crazy year, but they have really um, taught me so much. Kendall, I'm going to steal that line. The student makes the classroom work. Madison, what about you? What have you learned? What have you um, experienced uh, this year that was unexpected? I've learned more than I could have ever imagined. There's so much that is involved with teaching. And with this pandemic, you realize how much like you need to work to make sure that you include all these things while also making sure that all your students are safe. They were just making the most out of it. They're happy. They're ready to learn. And that makes it so much more enjoyable. And it makes it it makes it fun because they they also know like this is a different year for everybody. They try their best and they come to school every day with a smile. I've learned a lot even during this pandemic and I'm just so grateful. The work is rewarding. 
um, when you get to experience the joy through the uh, face, through the words of a child, when they are uh, showing you the joy that they're experiencing, I think it always is, it fills us up. It keeps us moving. And even in those difficult times, I know having observed both of your classrooms that the students are at the center of what you do. Uh, but maybe just talk for a minute a little bit about what your teaching philosophy is and what's your sort of vision for your classroom. So for me, I think the most important part of my philosophy is that the child is at the center of their education um, and I work around it. And I think back a lot to our mission statement and we want our students to be Christ-like individuals. And that means I need to be a role model and be a Christ-like individual too. So I'm teaching, I'm thinking constantly, you know, how can I put our mission statement inside my classroom? Um, and I think back to um, something my dad said when I did the program, um, I came to him, I was like, dad, I'm teaching first grade. I just don't know if I'm like cut out for it. Like, you know, how am I going to do this in a year where we're socially distanced and wearing masks? And he was like, Kendall, you know, your students aren't going to remember, you know, that you taught them their long vowels and short vowels. They're going to remember the teacher that you were. And if you're kind and if you were patient and loving and compassionate toward them. So when I teach, I think about what my dad said. And, you know, my vision is that my students are going to remember our moments we shared together in the classroom. Um, and they're going to think about all the fun we had learning together. So I think about those different things when teaching in my vision. So for me, my goal as a teacher is to help my students grow spiritually and emotionally and academically. And so I feel like, um, I try my best to guide my students to do their, to be like the best versions of themselves every day. And I really wanna try to instill this love of learning for them, um, but also kind of showing them that like mistakes are okay and that it's okay to have a bad day and it's okay if you fail because that's a big part of the learning process. And I think that's a big part of learning as well that's like that kids and children realize and they're kind of afraid to fail. But I think a big part of my classroom vision is that it's okay to fail, uh, but we learn from it. And that's how we become better and we learn more and we learn a lot from that. And so I try to facilitate a classroom that is positive, safe, and supportive. And I believe in my students more than anything and that they can be successful in anything they do. And so with hard work, dedication, and passion that anything is achievable. So I try to really instill um, those values in my students. You, you hear it in your, your your words here, ladies. Both of you are saying that sort of that same mission, um, create an environment where the students feel cared for, create an environment where the student feels safe, and then enable them to launch from there to take the risks necessary uh, to grow in their academics and, and to grow in their spirituality and to grow emotionally in an appropriate, safe environment uh, that focuses all of its energy and efforts on them. Neither of you are from uh, Salt Lake City, neither of you are from Utah. What have you learned to love or what have been some experiences since you got here in Utah that have been something you really enjoy about the area? So for me, this is kind of silly, but <laughs> in Oregon, there's tons of coffee shops all over. Um, so if I ever want to get coffee, I don't have to go to Starbucks or Beans and Brews. I can go to, uh, you know, our local coffee shops. But in Utah, I've learned that they have um, soda shops like Swig and Thirst. And I 
like I love Dr. Pepper. And so all of these different shops have been my favorite um, because we don't have those in Oregon. We don't have Swig or Thirst or Sip. So I think um, that's one of my favorite parts is those tours. <laughs> that's awesome. That is incredible. It is It is the Utah version it of really a coffee is. shop. It's 100% It's amazing. Correct. And there's so many different <laughs> versions that I never knew you could make uh, soda into. So that's it's been really fun. For me... It's been my drive home. It's just so beautiful. Like I've never really seen mountains quite like this. And when it snows, like the mountains are like lightly covered and dusted with snow. And it's just so beautiful. I, I will say I love driving home. I'm going to definitely miss that view. It's beautiful. But also the people. I've interacted with many very nice people in Salt Lake City. I've, they're just so welcoming and so kind. And like everybody says hi like even at the grocery store and like people hold the door open. I was like, wow, this is, it's just so nice. I just, I love it here. It's very nice. Our families, you know, of course, because of COVID haven't got a chance to know you quite as well as maybe they would like to. All right. So what was the last book uh, you read for your own reading pleasure? And, and, and tell us a little bit about uh, why you chose it and why you liked it. Okay, you're going to crack up. So the last one I read, <laughs> I love Nicholas Sparks. He's this romance author. And like all of his movies or all of his books become into movies. So the last one I read was called The Longest Ride. It's like this cowboy story. Um, so I read it um, over Christmas break and I watched the movie. So that's my, <laughs> I'm a sucker for Nicholas Sparks. <laughs> okay, the last one I can think of was for one of our classes, we had to read this one of the Harry Potters, one, but I think it was a prisoner of Azkaban, I believe. And so we, we like, we read it for class and then we watched the movie. And then I was like, okay, like I should probably get to read, like, I should read like one more book of this series because it's just so popular. And so I remember going to the bookshop with one of my friends because I took a class in Australia when I studied abroad there and it was like children's literature. And so that's why I got into that. Um, but then I remember going to the bookshop with one of my friends and I was like, okay, like, Where's the first one? The Sorcerer's Stone. I should go and find it. So I remember going and looking for that. And I remember being super excited because I was like, okay, I, I should get into this. Like, where is it? Like, so then I read, I read it and I really enjoyed it. What's something about you uh, that might surprise uh, people? So I think it was three summers ago. Um, I was home from college on break. Um, and so I needed this summer job. And so me and my sister, we started working on a farm picking berries. And it was one of the best summers ever. Um, and so a lot of people don't know that I used to work on a farm. And it was it just brought me so much joy um, doing some work that I never thought I would be doing. Um, so we would wake up at like 5 a.m. and not get home until 7 p.m. But working with my sister on that farm, ugh the memories we have and like we made um it's something i'm gonna you know remember forever and you know a lot of people don't know i used to work on a farm kendall i want to see i want to see a picture of you oh, driving I, the harvester so <laughs> you would have to go through the rows um i think the one time i did drive the harvester i broke down one of the rows and like i had to call our manager <laughs> be like guess what i just did like our whole berry is down and they had to come out and i was like yeah i'm never driving again <laughs> so i did the picking <laughs> but there is oh my gosh there's one time when um early in the morning sometimes like frogs would come through with the berries i have never ran so far i jumped off the harvester i was like yeah i'm definitely gonna quit <laughs> but that no, i lasted the whole summer but i oh yeah <laughs> 
so what's something that you're truly passionate about? What's the, the thing, uh, you know, if you, if, if Kendall and Madison need to recharge their batteries, where do they turn to, for their joy, for their pure, um, you know, passion, where do they go? Where do you go? So when you just asked this question, the first thing I thought about was the church that me and my family go to back in Oregon. Um, it's called Lord's. Um, and it's a very special church because it's connected to a charter school where my sisters and brothers went to. And right now my mom teaches there too. And so I think those Sunday mornings going to church with my family, it just brings me so much like happiness and I feel so loved there. Um, and so I really missed too with COVID. We, you know, we had a, um, we couldn't go there anymore um, with all the regulations. And so um that church, though, I just, uh, I was baptized there. My sisters were my brothers. So I just, it's my happy place. And it's where I can go with my family um, all together, seeing together. So I think that's the, the one thing that really does um, bring me joy. I just, I love that church. <laughs> that's incredible. You can hear your voice, Kendall. Madison? I think for me, the place or the thing that I'm just extremely passionate about or what recharges me is just home and being with my family and friends and eating the food I love and being and just being around the culture I'm used to. Um, I don't I don't know. I just there's this connection to that. And when I go home during like call my college years, when I would go home, like there was just sense of peace and just genuine happiness of just being around my family, being at the beach, eating the food I love, and just being around the place that I call home. I don't know. I think that's what I would think as the thing that recharges me the most and makes me the happiest. That's a blessing to have family that means that much, Definitely. Madison. So what's a message you would want to send to our parents? What would you say uh, to those people who you know, are the parents of the students who you're currently teaching? I would just say I feel so blessed to get to teach your children. Um, they bring me so much joy, and I feel so lucky and grateful to be a part of their learning journey um, and to be a part of their team. Um, and, you know, those positive emails I get from all the parents, they just, they make my day. It's amazing. Um, you know, with, with COVID, we can't really have that interaction face-to-face -face with parents. So um, those positive emails, they just mean the world. And, and it just makes me know that, you know, the kids are enjoying um, their time in my classroom. Um, and so I also just want to thank them, like thank them for having amazing children that make my job so worth it. I was thinking about the email thing as well. And I absolutely love emailing all of the parents. They're all so sweet and so friendly. And they're just so positive and supportive and patient with me, which I really appreciate. Kind of want to echo what Kendall said about just like their, their kids. I love coming to work. The kids always come in with the smiliest of faces ever. And they always have the funniest stories to tell me about their weekend and about all of you guys. And I just love learning about their families and everything about them through the children. They're, they just smile when they light up and share about um, you guys and everything and their pets and their siblings and just everything. And just thank you for interesting me with your children. And I'm just so grateful to work with them. They're absolutely lovely. And I love all of them so much. Well, I'd like to thank both Kendall and Madison for joining us this evening. 
We are so blessed in our community to have two talented, gifted, and as you can hear, committed Catholic educators from the PACE program. Uh, I am personally grateful to the PACE program for uh, the preparation that they have provided for these two teachers. I, it, is, it is a gift to work with them, and it is a gift to see them grow as educators here at St. Olaf. So Madison, Kendall, thank you so much for your time. I'm so grateful for all you do for our families. And thanks for joining me this evening. Thank you so much, Mr. McFall. We absolutely love St. Olaf. And I just couldn't imagine teaching anywhere else my first year. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. It's been amazing so far. And I can't wait for more. Well, thanks again for joining our conversation this evening. I hope you enjoyed the time we spent with Miss Witt and Miss Ohashi. And as always, good night and God bless.